Good morning. We managed to talk Shane into taking a Sunday off. But not to worry, we found another guy in a collar, so we're, we're going to be okay. Uh, my friend, uh, Reverend John Harrington, will be preaching for us today, and you may not know this, but John and his wife Betsy uh, came to us uh, about a year ago, as he will mention to you shortly, but they're regulars over at the 11 o'clock service, and John has graciously offered, he is of course a, re- a retired clergy in the United Methodist Church, and he has graciously offered uh, to preach for us today. So I'm going to invite you to stand as you are able as I read our scripture lesson uh, today. Uh, it comes to us from the book of Deuteronomy, going back to uh, Old Testament, and uh, it comes to us also from uh, chapter 8. I'll begin reading with verse 6. Therefore, keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in His ways and by fearing Him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with flowing streams, with springs and underground waters welling up in valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land where you may eat bread without scarcity, where you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and from whose hills you may mine copper. You shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, his statutes, which I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and live in them, And when your herds and flocks have multiplied and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness and arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock and and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know to humble you and to test you and in the end to do good to you. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand has gotten me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you power to get wealth so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to his ancestors as he is doing today. If you do forget the Lord your God and follow other gods to serve and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. It is good to be with you today. It's good to see Charles doing what he does over here. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Charles is a classically trained musician. And he's filling in as the interim in traditional worship. And I can tell you, he's as much a blessing over there as he is over here. Would you give him a big round of applause? And a word of appreciation to the praise band members. Some of you actually can sing, and, and your music is not so loud that you can't hear the words. I understand why this has gotten to be the biggest service in the church. 
I need your help. I retired in May of, nine, of 2016, and this is the first Sunday I have preached since I retired. So I need your help. Would you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you. Amen. When I was a little boy, we often celebrated Thanksgiving dinner with my Uncle Jack and his family. Now, before we went over to Jack's house, Mother would line us up, me and my sisters, and she would give us a lecture on Thanksgiving manners. Thou shalt not put your elbows on the table. Thou shalt not talk with your mouth full of food. Thou shalt not hog the white meat. Thou absolutely shalt not drink any of Uncle Jack's champagne punch. Now, we were not bad children. I think our manners were probably on par with those of our peers. But Thanksgiving was special. And we were expected to use good Thanksgiving manners. Now, what does it mean as the people of God for us to have good Thanksgiving manners? Let me suggest three things. First, God has greatly blessed us if we are thankful we will acknowledge the gifts we've received. We'll say, thank you, God, for all you've done for us. A while back, Betsy and I were invited to a wedding. I don't know why they invited us. We didn't know them that well. Hadn't seen them for four or five years, but we got invited to this wedding, and we felt, well, we felt pressured into sending a gift. You ever been there, done that? And we bought something and we gave it to somebody going to the wedding. They were to take it to the reception. And we waited for our thank you note. And we waited. And we waited. And we waited. And I began to wonder if the guy had taken the gift. And then I was at a conference meeting and the bride's mother thanked me for the wedding gift. The newlyweds had not been polite enough to get out their thank you notes promptly. Can I hear an amen if that's ever happened to you? Now in today's scripture lesson, Moses is preaching to Israel his last sermon. He reminds them of all God did to get them through the desert. How he had provided food and water. How he had led them into victory over their enemies. His concern was that once they were living large, they'd forget that God was the source of all their blessings. Here again the word. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this well. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. If you forget the Lord your God, 
and follow other gods to serve and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. And Israel forgot, and Israel perished. The northern kingdom conquered by the Assyrians in 722 BCE, the southern by the Babylonians in 586. I wonder sometimes if some of the problems we face as a nation stem from a failure to forget that all we have as a people is a gift from God. I worry sometimes that we have a kind of false pride that will lead to a terrible, terrible fall. It's only good manners to acknowledge the gifts we receive. The late, great Richard V. Moore, president of Bethune-Cookman University, the first African-American lay leader of the Florida Conference, told about stopping one afternoon at a 7-Eleven and buying one of those giant Snickers bars. And on his way out, he's peeled it, and he takes a big bite, and he sees this, this raggedy little boy sitting over there on the curb, and the little guy's eyes are this big looking at that Snickers bar. And Dr. Moore, a kindly, grandfatherly, Type says, young man, would you like a bite of my Snickers bar? The boy says, I sure would. So Dr. Moore breaks off the end and hands it to him. The little guy gobbles it down. Dr. Moore says, now what do you say? I say, give me some more. (laughs) Consider your prayer life. Consider your prayer life. How much time do you spend in prayer thanking God for all your blessings? Compare that to the amount of time you spend in prayer saying, Give me some more! It's simply good thanksgiving manners to acknowledge the gifts we've received. To say thank you to God for all that we have. Second, it's only good thanksgiving manners to take care of the gifts. It's only good thanksgiving manners to take care of the gifts. I had a colleague, a big bird hunter, who presented his 18-year-old son a beautiful Parker 20-gauge shotgun when the boy graduated from high school. The gun had been his father's, so now it was being passed down to the grandson. Now, this gun was worth a couple of thousand dollars, but more important, it was a family heirloom. And the boy seemed very appreciative. That fall, he went to college at the University of Georgia. He took the shotgun with him to Athens because he knew he'd have some opportunities to go on dove shoots. Well, he dropped it on the rock and broke the stock. He took it to a dove chute and left it laying in the bed of the pickup truck for a couple of weeks. By the time he brought the little gun home, it was broken. 
It was rusted. And it brought his dad to tears. Have you ever given somebody a gift that was special or valuable, perhaps a family heirloom, only to see them neglect it or abuse it? Do you you know how that feels? Think about how God feels sometimes. God gives us the gift of time. How does He feel about all the time we spend watching trash on television? God gives us the gift of an intellect. How does God feel about those of us who haven't read a book or taken a class in five years? God gives us a beautiful world. How does God feel when we litter? Or we're too lazy to recycle? Or we clear-cut land that ought not be clear-cut? God gives us our wealth. How does God feel about the way we use our money? Charlie Goff saw a bunch of Baptists gathered by the riverside. They were doing baptisms by immersion in the river. And there was a deacon standing there with a basket. And as the candidates came to be baptized, uh, he would take their watches and their wallets, the things that might be damaged by the water. But when one brother got there, he said, I'll keep my wallets. When I gets baptized, my wallet gets baptized. How does God feel about the way we use our money? Ask yourself, has my wallet been baptized? It's only good manners to acknowledge the gifts we receive. Only good manners to take care of the gifts we receive. It's only good manners to give a gift in return, to reciprocate. You know that awful feeling that comes almost every Christmas when someone brings you a Christmas present and you don't have a Christmas present for them. I have a good friend who keeps several wrapped packages under the tree, unmarked. And when someone brings him a gift, he gets one of those packages and reciprocates. He's got neckties for the gentlemen, cologne for the ladies, books for the readers, brandy for the boozers. He has good manners. He always gives a gift in return. When someone gives a gift to him. Which prompts the question. How can we give a gift to God? The answer is really very simple. Jesus gives it to us in Matthew 25. Jesus said, Inasmuch as you did it for one of the least of these who are members of my family... You did it to me. The kindness we extend to the hungry, the thirsty, the naked, the sick, 
the strangers, the imprisoned, count as good deeds done to the Son of Man. We reciprocate with God as we serve our neighbors in need. It was a cold night in Pennsylvania, and I had managed to break down on a back road. Now, I'm from the south, and when it gets down to about zero, I start worrying about freezing to death. And it was a back road. There weren't weren't many cars. A couple of cars came by. Didn't even slow down. And I'm starting to get anxious. And this guy pulls up in a big Lincoln. Need help? Oh, yeah! He opens the trunk of that thing, and it looks like the inside of a garage. I'm telling you, fan belts and tools and jumper cables. And I start thinking, how much is this going to cost me? And I said, how much do you charge for road service? He said, ah, nothing. I'm a retired traveling salesman. And all my years of traveling the roads here in Pennsylvania, I've always stopped to help motorists in trouble. I said, that's great. He said, well, let me just tell you why I do it. In 1945, I was an 18-year-old kid who bailed out of a B-24 over occupied France. When I hit the ground, there was a French farmer waiting. And for a couple of months, these farmers hid me, fed me, clothed me, protected me. If the Germans had caught them, they'd have been killed. They helped me finally make it back to the American lines. I'm not able to do anything for them, but I kind of play it forward by helping other people. It's only good manners when we receive a gift to give a gift in return. And we reciprocate with God when we give our gifts to our less fortunate sisters and brothers. Thanksgiving manners. We acknowledge the gifts we receive. We take care of the gifts we receive. We give gifts in return. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us pray. For food and shelter, for family and friends, for liberty and prosperity, for the gift of life itself, we give you thanks, O God. Pardon, we pray, the times we've forgotten the source of our blessings. Pardon the times we've been poor stewards of the bounty entrusted to our care. Pardon the times 
We've hoarded our time and our talents and our money. Instead of sharing with the less fortunate as the Master commanded. Give us your grace, O God, that we will be more like Jesus today and forever. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Follow us on Facebook for up-to-date information about news, events, and ways to get involved at Harrison Church. You can also visit us online at harrisonchurch.org.